when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. It's part two of this week's The The One Show show. Now, when Charles Dickens wrote his novels, they too were released in serialised form as his readers clamoured for the next instalment. This podcast, then, is up there with Dickens' greatest works in the sense that we're reviewing... The One Show, which is the worst of times. So join us for part two of two. I'm John Holmes. I'm joined by Mark Haynes and Nat Tapley. It's this week's The The One Show Show. This actually had the best VT as well of the week for me, which was a thing about the man hunting down Remembrance Day fraudsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of sort of Nazi Hitler hunters, yeah, yeah. and this yeah. is a guy who's a, who's a Simon Wiesenthal. <laughs> yeah, except they weren't called the, the Simon Wiesenthal. What are they called? The Foundation? Or They're the... called the Walter Mitty Hunters Group. Yeah, or yeah, or the other one, Fill, Fill Your, your boots. boots. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound like Chris Morris. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, this is uh, people who claim to have military pedigrees. Yeah. So there was a guy who was in the navy but wasn't a marine who was saying he was a marine and he swindled some money and things. And so when people begin pretending they were in the army, usually there is a fraudulent element to it. And this guy is a former paratrooper who goes online. He's now waging an online war. And he'll confront them and say, you have 48 hours to stop doing this, otherwise we go public. And again, slightly like when Cadbury's get to give out their marketing spiel, they had the reporter on that saying to him, but aren't you just a vigilante? And he basically answered some other question. And they went, yeah, that's fine. So it's, 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 went, it's called stolen valor, isn't it? People pretending yeah, they right. did things, and it, but it's not a crime. Is it not? So no, stolen it's valor itself yeah. is not a crime. Anything. So there was an MP saying it should be. Yeah, I feel very strongly about this because stealing I'm in imaginary concepts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not SAS. S Club Seven. <laughs> I stolen something else. I was Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> they were really enthused about the concept, and then had to cut to he subsequently died. Oh, <laughs> they did. Yeah. Eventually, Riley was sentenced to 13 months in prison and was labelled by the press a Walter Mitty fraudster. He subsequently died in August of this year. He got his just desserts, didn't he? He'd done a bit, a bit of swindling and they were like, yeah. yeah, drag him over the coals. He's now dead. Yes. <laughs> and that's what'll happen to you. If you <laughs> Hope you're pleased. Yeah. Full uh, military honours. Oh, no, oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try it again. <laughs> Stick it up your ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then they came back off this film, and rather than what I was expecting, Matt to go, wowzums. <laughs> he actually got angry because he is passionate about this stuff because it yeah. wasn't popular culture. He had, you know, that thing Matt Baker does when he when he just gets a bit riled by the film or the content of it or something, yeah. where he wants to sort of show a bit of passion. He leans forward and starts putting his head in his hands a little bit. He does, you know, sitting on his chair, and they cut back, and, he's, and he doesn't quite whisper, but it's a very low tone. He just sort of went, "Well, that's unbelievable." Um, why would anyone do that? <laughs> and I can't no, I know. Would do that. I mean, that is just unbelievable. Well, it is despicable, as you said, isn't mm. it? Did you hear Graham Swan, the cricketer? They came back after a piece, and it was about the bikes that you get in cities that you can just hire, and mm. it was about the high levels of vandalism. Right, no, I miss loads this. of them get chucked in canals and stuff, and they were saying ten percent of all of the bikes are basically smashed up by people because we're idiots, we're all fucking stupid. Yeah, and it cut back to the studio and all you could hear was Graham Swan opens it by going scum <laughs> but as my mum used to say if we want nice things in life you've got to look after them what I liked about that was they gave examples of this scheme having worked perfectly in many other cities and they cut to the Manchester one where everything's thrown in canals and stolen and broken yes. so all it's shown is, is that people in Manchester can't be trusted with bicycles yeah, they, they went Manchester we, we're going to withdraw it uh, Norwich yeah. We're withdrawing it. And they went, we thought about Leeds, but we're not even going to try. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the, the, but I think after Matt was upset about Remembrance Day, yeah. the natural thing to do, of course, would be then a four-minute piece on the 90s band Jesus Jones. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. this, was, this was superb. Wasn't yeah. it? Obviously got buoyed up by the success of their UB40 film. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yep. Or, or the uh, Katie Tunstall one. Yeah, she, the yeah. Katie. she talked for too long about the song Suddenly I See. Yeah. And this was like, who's more off the radar than UB40? <laughs> Katie Tunstall. <laughs> Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. Kingmaker can't make it. Oh, no. <laughs> Cud. Men, Cud are in. Menswear are busy. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? They tried to make it political because they tied it in with the fact Built it's in. used by the Democrats yeah. as a campaign right here, right now, the Jesus Jones song. And today, Mike's giving us a special performance back at the skate park where the band used to meet. I saw the ticket in when it seemed the world could change the blink of an eye. And if anything, then there's your sign. Well, not a hit here, only going yeah. to number 13. <laughs> 31. 31, was it? Was like, here's another example of the one show, kicking their guests again. Yeah, yeah. massively. They did it with Martin McCutcheon, did yeah. it with UB40. And they really put the boot into Jesus Jones. Oh, so God. they had the two guys with Mike Edwards, who's the lead singer. Yeah. And they had Ian Baker. We, he used to work at XFM, the radio station that we used to work yes. at. So I've known Ian for a long time. Yeah. Smashing guy. He now looks like, no offence to Ian, smashing guy. He looks like just sort of the guy who works in the warehouse at Sainsbury's. Yeah. Just looks like a bloke, and that's fine. We're, we're, everyone is 44. Yeah. Ian is no different Ian is 44 yeah. I, he might be older he might be younger I Mike, don't know Mike could put a bit of, Mike still looked a bit long hair rock star I thought he looked know? great yeah, actually. Good, yeah. Yeah. some people are lucky yeah. and they were, they were at a skate park and Mike was playing the song and because they'd met at this skate park that's where they set it so Mike sang right here right now saying it wouldn't be possible to write this at the minute because with everything that's going on but this was a real song of hope and it's about the power of optimism it's about how it lifts your soul and positivity and in the background, Ian was just skating around <laughs> yeah. the park. <laughs> in his late 40s. And it cut back to the studio. Oh, God. And Alex just went, never too old to skate. <laughs> and everyone, <laughs> yes. for the first and only time this week, 
pissed themselves <laughs> laughing. For ages. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. <laughs> look at the Sainsbury's man <laughs> from the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling of joy that I get when I play it, it is the same as the feeling of joy I had when I was writing it. It takes me back in a way that's not a nostalgia for that time, but just brings up those same happy feelings. The song's about the power of optimism. It's quite a nice lift for the soul when you play it live to be reminded of positivity and you know that's not just for us I think that works for the audience too Right here right now Watching the world wake up Never too old to skate I was actually also surprised that Alex Jones had said something that seemed reasonably competent and funny. Yeah. She it was she... like a cat that started shitting gold. Now, we've, go, been oh, accused, this is all right. we've been accused recently by the comedy producer Ed Morrish of exhibiting <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome, where occasionally <laughs> we say parts of the one show are good. Yeah. It's like the curate's egg, where it's a massive rotten egg and there's a bit at the top which is okay. And one of the things he accuses <laughs> that of, there was a piece about a Disney animator who lost his wife that was really, really well put together. And we loved and we said that on the show. I have a thing about Alex that the more you watch it, the more you latch into what she's doing and you start <laughs> she's going... absolutely not <laughs> observable. She's, she's quite funny. And I think first, when you see her being funny, you go, that must have been a mistake on her part that happened to be funny. Yeah. And actually, I think she's, she's funny. And it, the more you watch it, you have to watch a lot of hours of this. <laughs> and there's only watch, us that I'm do aware, it. More like, than four, we've established. Like that, yeah. It's like that man who made the film about The Shining, where he was looking yeah. through it and going, it's a parable of the moon landings. <laughs> because you can see at the back, the second tin is the same <laughs> oh, tin yeah. that you... And I'm the same. My, my moon landing shining theory is that Alex Jones <laughs> might actually be really funny. I think, I think she's just the stopped clock, though, isn't she? Occasionally, if you keep saying words for a living, some of them will be in an order that's funny. Yeah. She did a piece about the Invictus Games the other week, which she made all about her. Her. Really? Yeah, I was meant to come on a couple of weeks ago, so I watched the one with her <laughs> doing the Invictus Games. She went to, they were doing volleyball, and all the piece was, I'm watching them do volleyball. I like volleyball. I wonder if they want to talk to me about my feelings about watching them do volleyball. Well, this was when she was in Sydney, wasn't yeah. it? They've now got another version of that, because, of course, uh, Matt Baker is on his rickshaw challenge. Mm. Oh, is he? Uh, oh, did you not know? I, I didn't notice. Did <laughs> you not realise? No. He it's... thinks it's magnificent. Oh, doesn't he just? It's, no, it's made by McLaren. Did you not? <laughs> oh, really? No. Are they going from Calais to Salford? They are, which is lame. Yeah, especially that's... when they're saying, this bloke, as they did, has just swum 1,792 <laughs> miles around the country. He's got salt tongue. <laughs> and a 23 ne- million strokes. Next, <laughs> he's next one of He's lived on a diet of fucking bananas <laughs> in the water. But now, here's Matt with a different kind of challenge. He's just going 400 miles on a bike. <laughs> and also, by the way, Matt's making it sound like it's really hard. And he's doing it with a load of kids who've suffered greatly from various things. Yeah. Hence the films. So if Matt at one moment looks knackered, he's going to look like a bastard, <laughs> isn't he? Did you see when it opened on Thursday when he was... I, I think it starts tomorrow... Uh, so I, I presume by the time this podcast goes out, it's been going for a few days. Yeah, it might even be over by. I don't know. No, they must finish on. <laughs> can't take that long. Friday. Yeah. They must finish on Friday for children in need. So this coming right. Friday. So it's going to go on for a while. Yeah. So th- they're taking a week to cycle from Calais to Salford. And it opens with them on Thursday with them in the Channel Tunnel. Yeah. And they're standing above the the two rail tunnels that the trains go in yeah. and out of. And it was Matt next to Pudsey, <laughs> and Pudsey was standing with him. And the best bit about it is they put Pudsey in a high-vis vest. <laughs> because you, you might not notice a seven-foot, one-eyed bear 
walking around a notorious terrorist target. <laughs> so the two of them looked like they were trying to get on a lorry. <laughs> What? They were hiding in the shadows. <laughs> it was really badly lit. Wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> that was the thing. You get, you, this is like from the news. This is a pretty intense area where migrants like just mm. go onto the tracks and try and get on the train. Desperate people. These yeah. are. And I was hoping that when Pudsey gets to Britain, the costume will open up. <laughs> <laughs> And there'll be at least 12 people inside just hanging on the bloke who plays Pudsy. Trying to, that bear's a bit misshapen when it's come through the Folkestone side. Look at all these migrants hiding in Pudsy. That would be spectacular. So, so the reason he becomes the least popular thing the BBC does. Yeah, the reason Pudsy doesn't speak is he's French. And he's been working illegally at Children in Need all these years. Deport the bear bastard. But do you think as well, you know, they've got to check that rickshaw because these migrants... They'll hang on to anything. <laughs> I imagine as well, I mean, at that, that point where they come out into Kent, into those flashpoints of Dover, there'll just be a volley of spit. <laughs> Go back to where you came from. I'm Matt Baker. Go back to France. <laughs> they, um, they, they mentioned as well they're keeping, because it's such a special thing that everyone wants to make a big thing of, they're keeping the trains running when they're doing this. <laughs> they're not stopping it even for 20 minutes. But they're going through what they described as a secret tunnel in the middle of the Channel Tunnel. Yeah. They, they over-egged. I mean, they really did. <laughs> Given we all know that tunnels have service tunnels. Yeah. yeah. Inclu- they just do. We know, yeah. and also we know about that one because it's also featured in the TV series The Tunnel. Yeah. And the entire premise is that tunnel <laughs> and, in and the series of The Tunnel. It is used on a daily basis by service workers. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the chap who, who took him round, who was a sort of project manager, he tried to make it sound really exciting as well. So once they'd revealed the existence of this secret tunnel, which isn't secret, he said, <laughs> now, no other railway tunnel in the world has two railway tunnels and one service tunnel running all the way through it. I was thinking... What? Yes. <laughs> you know, is that the best yeah. you've got? The exciting thing about this tunnel is it's a functional tunnel. <laughs> Fantastic. But they didn't half drag that out and talked about it again and again. And then he, as they often do when they've showed a film and then they talk to the guest who was in the film, who then repeats what was in the film. Yeah. And mm. Matt even said to him, we haven't got a telly here. They were doing it live from the tunnel, the French end. We haven't got a telly here, so you won't have seen that film. But tell us about the tunnel. And he just (laughs) said... Well, it's a long tunnel. There's a secret tunnel. Is this what you want? Is this what you want? It's cold at one end. It's warm in it. There's a slope. Yeah. Matt, well, there's a slope. Yes, because it goes under yeah. the scene back out again. Again, in his element. I again, mean, the swing on. of that week of, of sitting there with Jamie Cullum going, well, this is boring. And then cutting to him in a tunnel with some men who work in the tunnel. Grabbing them, shaking their hand, running from one to the other. Now, we have to say a very big thank you uh, to the team here at Euro Tunnel for making this happen. Thank Thank you all very much indeed. John's here, the man in the film. Good lad. Now, John, we just saw you there in that film. We haven't got a telly here in the tunnel, so you're going to have to give us an idea of what is facing us once we get through those yellow doors. Everything. High-fiving. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Interviewing people much too close. Yeah. He did all of that. He and the kids, of course, who were doing this challenge were there in their high-vis as well. And there's a you know, range of people, with some with disabilities, some have had a terrible childhood, you know, all these, which is great. They handpicked these people. And then he just, did you see the bit where he got so excited? He said to, to one of them, they'd obviously rehearsed it, mm. but he just sort of said... Right, you do the link to, and just handed this microphone to a girl and the camera just sort of went to her and he said, I've got to fetch something. And he went off and she sort of said something pre-prepared about the tunnel, about the challenge. And then he just said, I'm back with this uh, 
absolute beauty. <laughs> guess, guess what it was? Oh. It was his rickshaw. Oh. <laughs> I thought At least it, was, it wasn't. I thought it was going to be a French woman. No, <laughs> it was a rickshaw. And then he said, it's designed by, by McLaren. Don Jamie Cullum, he mm. did seem, again, like the one they were making fun of, in that he was brought in at the end, they said, he's played for President Obama, and now he's going to play for us. And just knowing in your head you've gone from that to that before you have to go and perform must have been a dreadful moment for any human being. Yeah, I used to be playing for President Obama. Look at me now. He had an anecdote. They did try to drag the anecdotes out of Jamie Cullum, didn't they? And I love Jamie Cullum. I've worked with Jamie Cullum. And I think he's bloody brilliant, Mm -hmm. right? He's funny. He gets it. So he's he's on that sofa knowing, I'm sure, what he's having to deal with. And it's worth saying he was there because he's doing the Children in Need song this year. So that's obviously a thing you go on the one show to talk about. Yeah, so, and he then said, they said, when you played for Obama at the White House, there was a fire alarm went off. They evacuated the White House, and he said, and I found myself standing with all these jazz greats, because it was obviously a jazz night at the... He's a little jazz pixie, isn't he? And so I was standing on the pavement with... Um, and he listed these sort of jazz people, none of which I'd heard of, because I fucking hate jazz. Yeah. Um, Peacock Magones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle McGann. <laughs> Chunky <Yeah>. Dodo. <laughs> Blind umbrella face. <laughs> All those people. And, uh, Robson and Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, there was just a brilliant moment where he realised he was on live television. And I love it when this happens. And he had to catch himself to not do a thing, right? And he said... Um, he said, yes, yeah, so I was on, these, on the pavement outside. It was amazing because I was with all these people. Herbie Hancock, Blind Lemon thing and Chunky Malone and all those. <laughs> he said, and these are people that I would have, and you knew he was going to say, killed yeah. to, to have met. Uh, but as he started to mime a stabbing, which he did, <laughs> right? He just went, these are people that and he was miming stabbing while he was doing it. And he just went that... I would. Ju- I just couldn't believe I'd met them. <laughs> that the wasn't stabbing. He was mine. Really <laughs> appearing in the <laughs> background. Well <laughs> done. One show stabbing episode <laughs> from a few weeks ago. Got round that. Hello and welcome to Rule of Three, a podcast about comedy. I'm Joel Morris. I'm Jason Hazley. And as usual, we're joined by someone who makes comedy to talk about something funny that they love. Martin's voice really jumped up Just onto my back <laughs> and sneaked round to the side of my neck and went down my throat and then came out again. And suddenly, there he was. I think I'm the only scaffolder or ex-scaffolder to have been on a BAFTA-type stage. There's more money in faces. There's more money in faces, but there's no control... That's what I like. I you like can't control. control I can't control where I put my face. And Rory sort of pitched to James, can the can flute be the last word? Because I think that's the funniest mm. word to end on. And James went, I know it is, and that's why I don't want it to be at the end. But yep. there's this idea that there's a limited amount of space for funny. It's like when men think they have to go out with someone who's not funny. <laughs> As if, like, but if she's funny, what'll I do? You're like, you'll both laugh! You will both have a laugh! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One thing I I saw, which is just a Mac classic, it was when Graham Swan was on and uh, they were talking with Peter Andre and they had a picture of Graham Swan. He'd done a bit of fake tan and there was lots of chat about Strictly because obviously Matt has done Strictly, Andre had done uh, Strictly and Graham Swan was doing it now. He was there with his dance partner, Oti Mabuse. It's a brilliant jazz music. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a nice name to say, Oti Mabuse. It's lovely. But they showed a picture of Graham Swan having his fake tan and he went, oh, I've actually got quite a bit of timber there. I'm much fitter now. And they went, well, we know. And they put up a photograph of him with all his muscles. And Graham Swan went, oh, I'll give you a run for your money, Peter. And they went, yeah, well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> Let's Not put up the photo. And they put the photo up and Matt thought, I've got to recover this. He nicked my joke. I'm going to say something off off the cuff that's going to be great. <laughs> and so the pictures are there. And Matt, like Partridge, leapt in and just went, mysterious man. <laughs> <laughs> mysterious man. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> it looks proper good. Uh, this this episode given the laugh thing. that Alex got for skate. You know, <laughs> you're never too old to skate. Must have really oh, yeah. stung. Yeah. <laughs> Oti Mabuse, who is the Strictly Come Dancing dancer, she used to be a civil engineer. Things we learned this week. Yeah. There you go. That is a good fact. And they also had Carol Vorderman on. Yeah. And Carol Vorderman. The legend Carol Vorderman. In 1983. <laughs> well, all legends are good. <laughs> Medusa is a legend. The Gorgons are legend. They had Carol Vorderman on and she had a photograph of herself in a band from 1983. It was a band with Liz Kershaw in as well. What? They did a cover of uh, Teenage Kicks by The Undertones in 1983. The band was called Dawn Chorus and the Blue Tits. <laughs> <laughs> It was astonishing. You know, Carol Vorderman well, was in a we... band with Liz Kershaw called Don Chorus and the Blue Tits. Could we play a bit of that now? Yes. Carol, can, we're going to have a listen to your dulcet tones now oh. because you were in this band. You're doing covers here. This is you with uh, Dawn Chorus and the Blue Tits. Listen to you. So how long ago was this and why isn't it still happening? It's like, this is Liz Kershaw. Can you see Liz Kershaw in the middle there? Liz yes. Kershaw? In Leeds, yeah. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to practice in the days when we had video recorders and these yeah. cameras, you know, obviously we do it all on smartphones now, cameras that were about that big and we used to rehearse 
practice. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, astonishing. She wasted her career going to Countdown and presenting the Pride of Britain when she could have been in a failed band with Liz Kershaw from 1983. <laughs> Group oh. captain, Carol Lauderman. <laughs> yes. This was quite a big advert, wasn't it, yeah. for our nation's children to join the armed forces? Yes. Yeah, there was a, a, a little VT where they took some people who were working in that thing that young people do where they go into the RAF and they sort of cadet force Yeah. Thing. And they took a load of them to see new British fighter jets being built in Austin, Texas. And it was just, you were watching an arms dealer taking mm. around three British children and everyone going, isn't this incredible? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This I might be flying that one day and using it to kill other people. Kids, you're going to enjoy this one. It's possible to shoot someone's eye out yeah. from a 30-mile distance. Wow. This is cool. Wowzer. Yeah. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like something an American yeah. arms dealer would say. You're absolutely right. <laughs> the episode with, Je- uh, what's his name? Jake Wood off of EastEnders. Mm. Um, there was a, because he was on, but he was seemed to be on just to plug a podcast. Uh, do you know what I hate more than anything else? Podcasts. People, <laughs> that's people, not fair. That's people not going fair. on about how successful their podcasts <laughs> yeah, are. We've had nearly a million, have you? Well, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he said we've had, what, we've been doing it a year. Mm. How long are we doing this? I think well, oh, yeah. Fine. Anyway, we've had 100 million downloads. I'm <laughs> fucking, what? I know. How has that happened? These corrupt BBC yeah, podcast yeah. numbers. But then they asked him... Uh, it's actually worth saying, of course, is we're laughing about how we have no success in podcasts. Nat does have a lot of success <laughs> in podcasts. Because, <laughs> I mean, you work with Dan Snow I do, on I work with Dan on History, history Hit. Hit. Yeah. yeah. So you know what it's like to have million Not 100 yeah. million. Downloads. <laughs> we're, we've only invited you here to piggyback yeah, on yeah. your success. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you mention this in a podcast, then we'll be fine. Yeah. Fantastic. We just want to steal some of your crowd. <laughs> to be honest, if Jake Wood's listening, we could really <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, in that case, let's insult him some more. So he's on. He plays Max Branning in EastEnders. Apparently, I don't watch EastEnders. I don't know, but apparently that's what he does. So they had some clips of him being Max Branningy, and he, apparently he's a, he's a bad guy or a, ba- a bad boy or something. He's a conflicted character, is he? If you like. Yeah. And uh, they talked about boxing because apparently he does boxing. And hence, his podcast is a boxing podcast. Yeah, he's a huge boxing fan. He was saying. Um, then they had a thing though that they where they said, and they obviously knew the answer to this. It was like a classic thing where they've done some research. Do you um, want to go home? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they said, you know. You used to get into how did you used to get into character? You know, do, in Max Max Branding, how did you get in? And, and he said, "Well, I used to have this uh, sort of aftershave that I put on." Um, and it, and, it, and it, it's hardly De Niro. That's the method, isn't it? That's. And he said, and he said I don't wear it Actor said to three years in New York, "What was it? Bottle of aftershave? You graduated." <laughs> how did you get into character as Nelson? I've got a hat. <laughs> And he said, I don't wear it anymore because it just reminds me of work. (laughs) But then, brilliantly, then they said, um, oh, we've got some here. She pulled out this bottle of aftershave and started spraying it in a circular motion, circular motion around the sort of studio in front of them. The great thing, the great phrase, you know, that reminded me of those old brute days when they just went, oh, that's the smell of Max Branding. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the tagline for any product. I also like that. He said to Alex, oh, let me have that. Yeah. And she went, no, no, no. <laughs> she, you're not messing around. You're not pissing about. No, done. Yeah, really no, I didn't know why that was. No, she's he's taking it home with her. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like this. For yeah. Right. So, yeah, but I can't wear it now. I can't go anywhere near it. It oh, just reminds what? me of work. Oh, that, wow. uh, so, uh, that's awkward then, isn't it? That's a real shame because, <laughs> I mean, does this ring back any bells? Hang on now. Let's just see if it works. I will just do this. 
That's right. Right. That's Max Brennan. Oh, my God. Did, did you see the transformation? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Your face just changed there. <laughs> was... Let me see that. Oh, I don't know. I don't think going? we should give you any more of that. <laughs> no, I don't know no. whether she would just know you're not having fun or whether it was like, no, you don't know how television works and we haven't taped over the branding on the bottle. Yeah, mm. or, or it's her just going... That bit is done, <laughs> right? Okay. Oh yeah. Would you, would you like talked to, about your argument? Now it's it dead animal. Like it longer? You, no, it's done. Right, that's done. We've had all the fun we're going to have out of but that. But she sat on it. She, <laughs> he tried to reach out to get it, and she just grabbed it and just chucked it under her arm. She's got the best. Her arm your smells of running. <laughs> That's Dan Wharton writing a headline as we speak. <laughs> um, just uh, uh, one of the things that I did see, which I do love, is I don't know if you saw this. This was also on Wednesday show, the okay. long one. And I don't think you'll have seen it because it was right at the end. It's part two. And this is part one happened about a year ago. But it's part two of Giles Brandreth doing a piece where he meets an elderly person and imagines what it's going to be like when they're in heaven. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember talking about <laughs> one of these people. Jim Whitfield. I really wish I had watched that. Now, now you will think that this is something we've made up, but it starts with Giles standing in a heaven with angels flying round him. He's got a booming voice, and he'll go, Here I am in heaven, uh, if you think it exists. Uh, which they obviously have put <laughs> but in what if I don't? Like, what's the concept then? But he has a bit where he goes, and who's come to heaven now? And they have to make it clear they aren't dead. So he'll say, she's not dead. Along those lines, <laughs> back there. And go, today's guest who is coming to heaven is Baroness Trumpington. And they filmed Baroness Trumpington in a wheelchair looking up to heaven. And she goes, hello. <laughs> and Giles looks down and goes, now let's find out what Baroness Trumpington's heaven is. Welcome to heaven, or at least a version of it we're all familiar with. If it even exists, that is. But if it does exist, have you ever wondered what you'll do when you get here? Who you'd like to meet? And what you'll miss most about life on planet Earth? Today I'm meeting a lady whose extraordinary life has seen her go from helping codebreakers during the Second World War to being the oldest ever female minister in government. In more recent times, her two-fingered salute to a colleague in the House of Lords went viral. And who can forget her straight-talking appearance on Have I Got News For You? At the age of 90, I've had to sign a piece of paper in order to be on this show to say I wasn't pregnant. (laughs) That's right. Baroness Trumpington is on my stairway to heaven. Hello up there. I'm coming down to see you now. And put those fingers away, Baroness. And they ask her what she's going to have played at her funeral. And she has to sit there and answer these things. And they continue to go, you're walking to the pearly gates. I think Baroness Trumpeton, she's in her mid-90s. She's not walking. I mean, you said she was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Right. You're being wheeled by whom? Well, I presume in heaven she's got rid of the wheelchair. She's now got one of those fancy stair lifts. (laughs) It's heaven. (laughs) (laughs) But it was... It's not Oscar Pistorius. It is absolutely... She's positively running to those... (laughs) (laughs) Baroness Trumpeton is... Absolutely brilliant. I mean, she is, she worked at Bletchley Park. He sort of says, "What was your time like at Bletchley Park?" And she sort of goes, "It was really very boring." She said, "But then, <laughs> but then we cracked the code, and it was all exciting after that." And I was, like, "Oh, I, I love this woman." She did say that she thought Margaret Thatcher was stunningly beautiful as well, which I, I think is, um, you know, okay. Maybe she's not as sharp as she was. Um, but it ended with he said, "Do you believe in heaven?" 
And Brownish Trumpington says, well, yes, I do. I do. I mean, we all do, don't we? I mean, but we're very stupid too. And I thought, oh, she's great. <laughs> but they've done this feature twice now. And both times they've picked very elderly women. And it's, I, I think they think they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> He says, at the end of it, he said, Good news, Lady Trumpington, it's just been a game. I have to keep reiterating to them. So now you're dead. Of course you're not dead. Did they actually get her to participate on the understanding that she would be dead? (laughs) My agent told me I would be dead for this bit. the only way I'd appear on the one show. (laughs) Well, they should. I mean, if they really wanted to end it, they should just throttle her there and then. (laughs) Tell us if we were right. And as her life goes out out of the Wonderful Baroness Trumpington. <laughs> Let's hope she comes back and see if it all came true. Back to you. Are you all Ma- right up there? <laughs> I'm only joking. There is no heaven. She's simply dead. <laughs> uh, right. Any other any other business? Uh, what have we missed? What have we missed now? Anything um, Anything you saw? Look, they talked about baby penguins, which is, they're eggs, aren't they? That's, that's, not, that's not the thing of baby penguins. Eggs doesn't sound like a non-one show topic. <laughs> they're big way into oh, that. Oh, I like the there was a, there was a, also like the one where the, the, they've gone to a four day week at a company. Yes. and the interviewer went in as if he were Jeremy Paxman. He says. You call yourself a businessman, and yet you're paying people not to work. He did, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He's rather than going. This is quite an interesting idea. How does this work? He went in very accusatory to someone with far more business experience at his business <laughs> than he. Had. They had a brilliant bit there where they showed a little clip from. I think it was a company in in Denmark or Holland. Yeah, and mm. they were saying that they they have a very different work ethos to the British people in that they work and <laughs> they have a four day week and they said and they make sure that that is absolutely uh, adhered to by one simple device and a woman pressed a button on a wall and everyone's desks floated up into the air <laughs> on a trot on a, on a hoist and they were just going up and up and up like and Baroness Trumpington all the way to heaven <laughs> so joining me in heaven today is a Dutch office <laughs> There was a film, another film, another mm. dull film about graduate prison officers. Oh, yeah. Right. Did you see that was on Monday? Yeah, there was uh, prison's the last place you'd expect to see graduates was their way into it. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. Unless it's like a category B, where it's all the financial <laughs> sex criminals. <laughs> yeah, but then there was an insult to current prison officers. So, obviously, what's happening is they're recruiting graduates, and a guy from the prison service said that we, we, we want them because they bring an intelligence to the service, oh, which is basically God. saying, because so, everyone in the power, all these officers yeah. were thick as pig shit. Yeah, oh, they're as bad as the murderers. <laughs> yeah. And they walked through E-Wing of whatever prison it was with a female prison officer who, who was a recent graduate. And he talked about their training. There was one kid there called Samson who was ginger. He didn't stand a chance. <laughs> and they were walking through. Uh, and she was saying how it's not as bad, it's not as bad as you think. You know, the little horror stories about prison. It's really just not as bad as you think. And as she started saying that, some lag started screaming and banging his tray on the door. <laughs> in the background. He was just bang, bang, Another. bang. <laughs> It's worse, help me out. A thing that's been happening this week, which is that they are continually saying, you know what's good fun? Being in the army, working in prisons. (laughs) It's the one show slowly preparing us for a no-deal Brexit. (laughs) This is this is a subtle standing at the thing. channel going. You won't yeah. be able to go through this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're a migrant hidden yes. in a bed. Yeah. yeah. What? What? I mean, we'll, be back to brick this we'll up have later no petrol. In the year. We'll have no. We'll have no oil. The most powerful man will be Matt Baker because he's got a rickshaw <laughs> and a Texan arms dealer, <laughs> Mad Matt, <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic yeah. wasteland. Uh, he's coming for you first, isn't he? <laughs> uh, 
Right. Well, that's um, that's that's this week's roundup. Yeah, uh, it was it was terrible. If, if, what any, a if dull anyone is listening from week the one was. show, please, please make next week's not as bad. It yeah. will be. It's going to be all children in need. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> you have been listening to Nat Tapley. Thank you, Nat. Thank Thanks you very for much indeed. Me. And uh, Mark Haynes, of course. Thank you. Uh, and rate and review us, mm. not the actual one yeah. show, because we want good ratings. <laughs> and, and, and can I just say to everyone who has actually rated and reviewed, for some reason in the last week. We've really, really had a lot of really lovely reviews. Oh, great. It does make a big difference to us. We should read some out, but we, I haven't we, got We laughed last week about the arts show. Uh, it's been put into the arts category, this, because oh, it's yeah. a work of art. <laughs> and, uh, we, Not we, too shit for the TV one. <laughs> and having, having really sort of slated iTunes nebulous rating system, yeah. uh, we were back there briefly. So it does work. And when you rate and review, it really helps us out. So and we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, if you have a moment to review and comment, then please do. But whatever you do, remember this. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Well, here we are on the terrace of the House of Lords, the wonderful view of the River Thames. Look out, look out. Yes, there we are. What's the drink you'll miss most? A Bloody Mary. <laughs> A strong one? Oh, very strong. If there was reincarnation and you could come back as somebody else, who would it be? Come back as the Queen. And why would you come back as the Queen? Because she, what she wants, she gets. I think you've got your way over the years. <laughs> Famously, when you said your goodbyes here, you didn't make a speech, you sang to the Lords. Can you sing to us? Goodbye, don't cry. Wipe the tear, baby dear, from your eye. All the time has come. Lady Trumpington, the good news is it's just been a game. It's been heaven, but you're not going to heaven yet. We're back on Earth now. Hooray! GreatBigOwl.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.